a very good evening to you. again to Sweet and Swing here on Megs Radio. My name's Howard Kane, with you for the next hour with some of the best sounds on the planet. What have we got? How about a bit of Max Jaffa? Haven't heard from him for a while. More classic motoring music. Our friends enter. Al Cohn. But we're going to start off rather lightly and politely. way to get going isn't it very lightly and politely the name of the track indeed by earl father Hines. haven't heard from him for a while the sort of modern the father of modern jazz piano in many ways uh, earl there heard in chicago in 1939 and more pertinently it was recorded on my birthday 
I wasn't around at the time, you understand. It was a few years. Not as many as I'd like. What, 40, so that's uh, uh, 21, 23 years before I was born, to be exact. Terrifying. 1939 sounds like 100 years ago. Isn't it? And I know it's getting close to 100 years, but not yet. Yeah, don't don't dwell on it. You just feel older than you were, than you actually are, as it were. But in 1939 in Chicago, Earl with his orchestra, and Earl himself, well, as I say, he was by many standards seen as the father of the way modern jazz piano is played now. Earl Kenneth Father Hines, born in Pittsburgh in Pennsylvania in 1903, and his mum and dad both musical. His sister Nancy was a pianist as well. His dad, and this is the way he could have gone, his dad Joseph played the cornet uh, in street bands and such like, and that was where Earl started out. He started playing the cornet in, like his dad, I suppose, like dad, father, like son. Uh, But it was his mum who was an organist, like Fat Swallow. If you can think of Fat Swallow's mother, she was also an organist and a church organist and had a great influence on Fats' music. And it was mum who persuaded him to take a piano instead of the cornet. It's not recorded what his dad thought of that. I hope there weren't any family rows. And in 1915, Earl majored in music at Shenley High School in Pittsburgh, where he was nurtured on a diet of classics and also the attorney exercises, those regular exercises on piano and music, and got a really rock-solid technique, which is brilliant. Um, tried a bit of both, but by the early 20s, he'd left school and was already starting on his career in jazz. And then later on, throughout the 30s and 40s, right the way until 47, 48, he led a really innovative band playing around Chicago and New York um, with Ed Fox and great coast-to-coast tours and lived on, of course, to a ripe old age. I think he was lived to 100-plus, 101, something like that. I'll look it up in a minute, but I'm certain, or fairly certain, that Earl made his century. I think might even still have been playing I don't know how long Max Jeffer lasted. I think he got to a reasonable age as well. Very different style of music. We're definitely going from swing to sweet straight away. So we're putting our, stamping our name <laughs> on the programme from the outset. Sweet and swing. We've had some swing. In this case, it's swing and sweet. Swing with Earl Father Hines. Now we're going to have something more in the way of sweet, I guess. Oh, it swings in its own way. Max Jeffer and the Palm Court Orchestra with their Vagabond King Selection.
well, that's a bit of a Sunday ending, isn't it, to say the very least. Nonetheless, Max Jeffer and the Palm Court Orchestra. I don't know why that ended so suddenly, but we'll forgive him that. Well, we will for now in any case. Uh, Max himself, born of Jewish immigrants, of course, back in the early part of the 20th century, and started early, given a violin for his sixth birthday. And it's always said the die was cast when he heard Yasha, uh, Yasha Heifetz, difficult to say that, Yasha Heifetz at the Queen's Hall. And uh, young Max Jeffer was there and heard him and loved it. And from then on, he always said his heart was set on becoming a professional violinist and went on to Guildhall School of Music, raised fees by playing in small groups at night and in cinemas and at Joe Lyons' corner house on the Strand. And then the popular cafe known as The Pop, from where he went on to the Trocadero and succeeded the great Alfredo Campoli. And the Troc also were a top venue where Max's great hero, Albert Sandler, appeared. And he went on to bluff his way into leading the band for four years at the Piccadilly Hotel. <laughs> Lots of bluff involved in music, you know, you just sort of say, yeah, I can do that, even if you can't. I'm not quite too sure how that works, but uh, Max got away with it and had a wonderful life. And yes, a very different style of music, but great for dancing and, yeah, the Palm Court Orchestra. While we were listening, by the way, I'm, turned out I was giving you duff information. I was convinced Earl Hines lived to 100. Uh, according to Mr Wiki, he didn't, only lived into his 80s. So I'm obviously thinking of someone else. And it'll come back back to me at some stage who it was. One of the great jazz pianists certainly lived to a century or a century plus. Um, but not Earl, apparently. Got into his 80s, but not beyond that. Wonderful story, though, when I was looking at that, as there always are, when you start researching these things about him playing for Al Capone. And, yes, in the club he was, there used to be an upright, and Al Capone took the club over, and the upright was replaced with a £3,000 white Beckstein grand piano. And then Earl called all the band together, uh, the Al Capone called the band together and said, listen, we'll give you all the protection you want, but you're like the three monkeys. You hear nothing, you see nothing, and you say nothing. And apparently Earl said, yeah, well, I sort of stuck with that. It was probably easier. How about a bit of June Christie? Boop, 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 boop,
McNamara, I'm the leader of the band, and though we're small in number, we're the best in all the land. Oh, I am the conductor, and we often have to play with all the best musicians you hear about today. When the drums go bang, the cymbals clang, and the horns will blaze away. McCarthy puffs the old bassoon while die the pipe will play. Oh, Hennessy, Tennessee, toodles the flute, and my word, it's something grand. Oh, it's credit to old Ireland boys. It's McNamara's band. Tra la 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 Whenever an election's on, we play on either side. The way we play our final days fills Irish hearts with pride. Oh, if poor Dunmore was living now, he'd make his understand that none could do him justice like old McNamara's band. When the drums go bang, the cymbals clang, and the hearts will play the way. Look out, they bust the old bassoon, while doors the pipes will play. Oh, and the seat, and the seat, through the flute, and the word is something grand. All credit to old Adam Boyd, his McNamara's band. Oh, tra-la, tra-la-la-la-la, tra-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. Thank you, please, as they say. Thank you, please. I thought you'd enjoy that one. A uh, little twofer for you there. June Christie doing a bit of a... It sounded a bit like Ella or something there, didn't she? Doing a bit of scat. Very nice indeed. Uh, and then moving straight on into our friends at Ensa, of course. Where else? Yes, you could tell. It's always good fun, isn't it? Johnny Green uh, taking the vocals there with McNamara's band. Da, 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 da. I haven't heard that one for a long time. It used to be really popular, didn't it? A sort of pub-type music in many ways, isn't it? You can imagine it being played in the pub. Uh, Johnny Green, of course, known as the Pocket Crosby. Not Crosby in the Isle of Man. I think that's Crosby in Liverpool. Uh, little Johnny Green. He uh, sang with Harry Roy and Oscar Rabin. And that was before uh, 
he even got into his teens, let alone out of them. So not a bad start. Went on to record with Billy Merrin, Geraldo, and Harry Roy again appeared in the film Rhythm Racketeer, made more than 2,000 broadcasts before 1950. Toured Europe and the Middle East with Geraldo, sang with Harry Parry, and then in order to avoid confusion with the band leader of the same name, he became Barry Green, whilst he went on to tour America during the late 1940s and then made a brief comeback quite recently in the scale of things for this programme in the early 60s. But I don't really think that ever amounted to much. But there he was at his peak, I suppose, in the 1940s with the boys and girls at Ensa. What's not to like, as they say? Tis sweet and swing, H with you, through until the top of the hour. And you won't need me to tell you who this is singing. have its day then as it came let it go oh no remorse no regret we should part exactly as we met just easy come easy go we never dreamt of romantic dangers But now that it ends Let's be friends and not to strangers Easy come, easy go Here we are, so darling au revoir It's easy come, easy go
Al Bowley, of course. Who else could it be? What a voice he had. What a great loss it was when he sadly lost his life in the war. But that's such lovely, rounded, warm, liquid, honey-like sort of voice. Very warm and sort of caring. It's Yeah, just sort of makes you go, ah, like a nice cup of tea, doesn't it? At least it does to me in any case. And I can't be alone because he was massively popular in his time. Can't have too much Al. We haven't had much of him late, so I'll keep some Al to hand, I think. Slip a bit more in between now and Christmas, maybe. Why not? If there's anyone you'd like to hear, of course, then let me know. It's not a request show per se, but we're always up to try and uh, indulge our listeners in what they'd like to hear. So if there's anything you'd like to hear, a favourite artist we've never featured, someone you haven't heard for a long time, a favourite track we haven't played for a while, or a different version of a track that uh, you know that we haven't played, someone we'd like to feature and do a little feature or an idea for a feature, let me know. Uh, I'm here to help, as they say. Howard Kane at manxradio.com is the easiest way to get in touch. Well, the fastest way, certainly. Howard Kane at manxradio.com. All lowercase, Kane is C-A-I-N-E. Don't forget that all-important E or it won't get to me. Or, of course, you can put pen to paper, like John does from time to time, which is lovely to hear from him. Thanks, John. Always uh, lovely to hear from you. Hope you're listening this evening. And uh, oh, Father Sean over there drops an email from time to time. Lovely to hear from people. So... Any thoughts, get in touch. So, howardkaneatmaxradio.com or if you want the old snail mail address, as they call it these days, it's Howard, Sweet and Swing, and that's Max Radio, Broadcasting House, Douglas Head, and that's in Douglas, funnily enough, on the Isle of Man. Of course, where else would you find Max Radio? And the postcode, I, M for Mother, 1, 5, B for Bertie, W for William. What could be easier, as they say? 1934, that was recorded. Would you believe 1934? Can you remember what happened in 1934? You're a better man than I, if you can, to be honest with you. Or woman, as the case may be. But uh, Sir Oswald Mosley's fascist rallies ended in uproar. Winston Churchill warned the House of Commons of the need to rearm against Germany. Oh, goodness. That was... Um, Yes, good foresight there, wasn't it? King George V opened the Mersey Tunnel just across the way there in Liverpool, the longest underwater crossing in the world. And on Clyde's side, Queen Mary launched her namesake, the Queen Mary. At 82,000 tonnes, she was the largest ship afloat.
saxophone and again one of those few I feature on this program who I actually met I saw him play in the Pizza Express back in the day with the old maestro in I wouldn't like to say it was the old Pizza Express in London in Soho long before the uh, new one which uh, currently resides there uh, when pizzas used to cost about three pounds and something not that I was paying the old maestro would have been happily buying them for me then um, I'm trying to think of where it would be. Well, it would be probably in the hmm, 19, late 70s, very early 80s, 79, 80, somewhere around there maybe. And he said, let's go and see Al Cohen down there. Wonderful it was too. Really enjoyed it. Pizza was rather good as well. From an album which is has the delicious name of, well, it's actually called Cone on the Saxophone. Well, you can't help but think it would have been much snappier if they just called it Cone on the Phone. Would have been so much better. However, they went for the full name. Cone on the saxophone. Al, of course, on tenor. Hank Jones, piano. O.C. Johnson, drums. Milt Hinton at the bass. Terrific stuff. And he played both ways, actually. He played that old style, and he often played with much more modern stuff, though he admitted himself, he actually, when he was on his own or listening to music himself, he said he'd go back to the older style. He thought the solos were better. And 
they were more sort of tuneful, as it were. On the Right Road, classic motoring music. We've been dipping into this one over the last few weeks. <laughs> Some great everything from swing to sweet to novelty to completely balmy and most things in between on this little collection. This one, I think, is fairly swingy one way or another. Ronnie Gennada with Jack Payne, One Way Street. one-way street, now we'll all agree, tisn't what it used to be, cause you must go east when you want to go west, on the one-way street, cafes waving, everyone's raving, traffic's in a roar, horses walking, people are squawking, wasn't like this before, it's one-way street, where the bobby on the beam, says you can't turn back, just follow your track. Can't go fast, you gotta go slow Can't get past when the lights are go It's one-way street symbol to end there. It's a one-way street from our motoring collection. Uh, Ronnie Gennada, or Gennada on the vocals, Jack Payne and his orchestra providing the backing. And if you've ever seen the film Squibs from 1935, and I have to say, I don't think I ever have, but if you have, then you might recognise it because it actually appears in that film. We'll have to look out for it now, isn't it? Great name for a film, Squibs. It's a squibby young pigeon. Or am I making that up? Is that a squab? Well, that might be a squab, mightn't it? Or is that a squad? No, that's the squadronaires. Oh, now forget it, forget it. All far too complicated. Here's Nelson Riddle and his orchestra. Let's do it. Let's fall in love. <laughs> 
Very nice too. Effortless. Swings along without any means of propulsion at all, it seems. Nelson Riddle, always the mark of a good composer and arranger there, and it all sounds so easy. Meaning, of course, that it's not actually easy at all. It's just someone very, very good doing it and very, very good playing it, as indeed was the case there. Nelson Riddle and his orchestra. Let's do it. Let's fall in love. Great middle name, which I didn't realise. Uh, Nelson Riddle, his middle name was Smock. I mean, Smock, is that a name? And maybe it's something American. I'm not aware of it being used in Britain as a name. A smock in Britain, of course, is... Well, it's a smock, isn't it? The things that you used to see yokels wear. Don't see many of them. Or painters, perhaps. Smocks. But something of a, an old word. You don't hear that often or see that often, I guess. But he was actually Nelson Smock Riddle. And his career had a great career, really, 40-odd years or so. Mid-40s, right the way to the 1980s and worked with, uh, you name it, really, Frank Sinatra, Ella Fitzgerald, Nat King Cole, Judy Garland, Dean Martin, Peggy Lee, Johnny Mathis, Rosemary Clooney. Yeah, you get the gist. He was way up there with, with all of them and had a good sort of jazz heritage as well. He was on the Rosemary Clooney show in the late 1950s and then in the 60s orchestrated two albums which you uh, might be familiar with if you're a fan of Ella Fitzgerald. Ella Fitzgerald and Ella swings brightly with Nelson and Ellie, <laughs> Ellie, Ella swings gently, Ellie, yeah I like it, Ella swings gently with Nelson. Um, and They also did the Gershwin songbook. Great albums if you've never heard any of those. Dip into any of those anytime and it'll instantly pick your mood up I think. Just wonderful stuff. That combi of Nelson Riddle and the wonderful voice of Ella Fitzgerald. A bit of a match made in heaven. Well, that's my feeling in any case. You can't go wrong with Ella. I almost played some earlier on, actually, but we'll save it for next week. We'll see if we can pay a bit of uh, bit of Nelson next week. For now, my baby just cares for me. Wolf Phillips and his swing stars. <laughs>
When an irresistible force such as you meets an old immovable object like me, you can bet as sure as you live. Something's gotta give, something's gotta give, something's gotta give. When an irrepressible smile such as yours warms an old implacable heart such as mine, don't say no because I insist somewhere, somehow, someone's gonna get kissed. So on God what the fates have in store from their vast mysterious sky I'll try hard ignoring those lips I adore but how long can anyone try fight 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 it with all of our mights Chances are some heavenly star-spangled night We'll find out as sure as we live Something's gotta give, something's gotta give, something's gotta give Mel Torme, uh, from one um, we haven't actually played before. I've just taken the wrapper off it this very day. 
I didn't even need to blow the dust off it because it's something that arrived relatively, relatively recently from our friends at Avid Jazz who bring out these wonderful collections, usually under the album's two CDs, under the banner of four classic albums of whoever the artist might be. Ahmed Jamal, Al Cohn, that was another Avid one. Uh, Mel Torme in this case, and this is one of their more recent uh, releases. And Thanks ever so much to them, as always, for uh, supplying so much of this uh, great music, certainly at the more modern end of the sweet and swing spectrum, although some of the older stuff uh, falls into their category as well. Mel Torme, four classic albums, and this one is Mel Torme sings Fred Astaire, as you might possibly have gathered. And some great liner notes from uh, Joseph Moragny, who says, uh, recording a new album with Mel is, at the same time, very easy and difficult. The easy part is working out the details in the actual recording. He's such a consummate musician and great taste. It usually makes a difficult aspect an easy one, whilst almost guaranteeing a musical treat. Well, yeah, I think that's true, isn't it? Uh, The difficult part is dreaming up a theme for the album that will be a suitable vehicle for the talent and style that Mel possesses. He says, this new Mel Torme record, well, new when it came out in any case, not when it first came out, is one solution to the easy and difficult aspects mentioned above. The idea is to give Mel his versions of the old and new songs associated with the ageless Fred Astaire. Naturally, this idea doesn't get in the way of good music as Fred Astaire has been and still is. Not anymore, sadly, but it was at the time of writing the liner notes for this album. Justly famous for being able to pick up and perform songs of lasting value in quality. In fact, almost as lasting and full of entertainment value as he is himself. Well, I wouldn't disagree with that. Great voice he had, didn't he, Mel Tormey? And I don't know, we must have featured him before on Sweet and Swing at some stage. But if we have, it's quite some time back because I can't remember it. However, having now taken the wrapper off, I'm going to keep it in the Maestro music bag and we'll dip in and out of that over the uh, next few weeks in the run-up to Christmas, I think. Why not? Great voice, lovely sound. Enjoying that muchly. Uh, what can we squeeze in before the end? We must be able to do a little bit of something. How about some piano music? Piano playtime. You can't beat a bit of piano playtime, and you certainly can't beat Billy Mail. <laughs> Thank you. 
wasn't all just about the marigolds, was it? Billy Mail at the piano, lovely touch he had, really light and very sort of... Again, the old maestro, I think, definitely had a touch of the Billy Mails about him in that sort of nicely ornamented style. Quite sort of flowery in a lovely way with some lovely little runs and just always very musical, though. And also using that Charlie Kuhn style of a bit of medley work. Ace of Clubs and an Ace of Hearts. That's about it for another week. Where does the time go? Before you know it, it'll be Christmas. Oh, did I say it? I did. Look after yourselves. Same time, same place, next week. See you there. Make it a date. Cheerio. Bye.